Entrepreneur on Fire 1014. Ignore negative people. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs seven days a week. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Visit podcastwebinar.com to claim your spot today. Ignite. Fire Nation, ready to turn your big idea or best Instagram photos into a great book? Try Blurb's free book layout software. Visit blurb.com slash fire today. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Thomas Smale. Thomas, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, 100%. Yes. Thomas is an entrepreneur and co-founder of FE International, a company which helps people buy and sell online businesses. He lives in London and is also an entrepreneur.com contributor. Thomas, take a minute, fill in any blanks from that intro, and then give us a little glimpse into your personal life. I would say that was a pretty good introduction. So I, I run FE International. As you said, we help people buy and sell online businesses. Um, I, I live in London where our head office is, uh, but we've recently opened an office in Boston in the, in the United States. Um, we have 10 employees. We did just over a million dollars in, in uh, revenue last year, and we're growing each year. So I guess that's the minute overview. Well, that's cool. I mean, I know being a entrepreneur myself, it's great to see that there are people out there that are successfully selling businesses, but that also there's a place where people can buy businesses. I mean, maybe, you know, you do have some money or you put together some capital and you can come together and say, you know what, here's a fully functioning business that has traffic, that has a clientele base. I want to jump right in. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about that for sure. But first off, Thomas, let's break it down, brother. We're at a networking party. Someone walks up to you and they say, what exactly do you do, Thomas? How do you respond in 10 seconds? So it took me a very long time to figure out a good answer to that. But <laughs> now, nowadays, I just tell people, we help people buy and sell online businesses. Clear, distinct, to the point, no room for questions. That's what's important, Fire Nation. And what I want to do, Thomas, is talk about your entrepreneurial origin story of what you're doing right now, because you weren't always helping people buy and sell online businesses. What were you doing right before you started doing this? And talk to us about that transition period into FE International. So the the very first thing I started out, so when I even came up to the idea of SE International, what we're doing now, I was still at university, so I was still studying full-time as a student. Um, and I was just looking for ways to make extra cash on the side that I think a lot of college or university students uh, do, especially these days with rising fees and cost of living. Um, so at the time, I was, I was just learning how to buy and sell things. I was messing around on eBay um, and then got into the idea of buying and selling websites. And at the time, obviously, student limited budget had probably 50 100 dollars to my name so i started out buying and selling small websites for myself uh got got quite good at it so i'm making quite regular income uh created a a small course at the time to help people do the same thing um and then people started approaching me saying hey thomas i've got an established business can you help me sell it 
Um, and I guess that was kind of the, the moment where I realized I don't necessarily have to buy and sell for myself. I can help, help people sell their businesses. I don't have to put the, my own capital at risk. Um, can earn quite consistent income. And it's a skill that a lot of people don't have. So that was where the brokerage side of the business started. So Fire Nation, there always has been and there always will be an opportunity for somebody to step in and be a bridge to make that process easier of transitioning. And there's countless examples of this and countless different transactions and industries. I mean, you know, going back to the core, you know, a real estate agent will help an owner buy a house and will help the seller sell that house. And you can have that kind of broker instinct for so many different types of industries. So if you find something that you're passionate about, you know, maybe you don't specifically want to do that thing, but maybe you want to bring two parties together to facilitate the doing of that thing. And then of course you can be rewarded justly for doing so. Now, Thomas, what I really want to focus on for the next little while here are a couple stories of your entrepreneurial adventures. Specifically, first off, your worst entrepreneurial moment. I want you to take us there, down to the ground level, mano y mano, Fire Nation E. Thomas Smale. Let's hear that story. Take it away. Yeah, so there's certainly been some tough times over the years. I think any entrepreneur goes through ups and downs. I think getting to the stage where I am now with 10 employees, becoming an employer is, is obviously a big challenge if you want to scale a business. Um, so I think like probably the, the worst thing I ever had to do in one of the hardest parts in my entrepreneurial career so far was having to like fire the first employee. Um, it's, it's very difficult having to sit down in front of someone and explain that they no longer have a job. Um, so to me, that was one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. I mean, I've done it a few times uh, since, but as an employer, especially a small business, you can't be in a situation where you've got staff around who aren't going to help you get to where you need to be. Um, so I think from a, a personal perspective um, and from a business perspective, that's a very difficult uh, decision to make. And it's a very difficult conversation to have face-to-face with someone. So I think of all the things that have gone wrong over the years, that's probably by far the hardest thing I've had to do. So Thomas, take us there. Take us to that conversation. Sit us down with you and this employee, soon-to-be ex-employee. What did that conversation look like? Yeah, so it was a difficult, a difficult conversation to have because we were in a very small office. There's only 10 of us and there's only six of us in the office. So um, obviously, people, if, in a, if you're in a much bigger company with thousands of people, you could get away with it without people really noticing. Um, so we organized a... Um, a meeting with both myself and my business partner. And generally speaking, I think employees would know if they're sitting down with both of us, that is probably something quite um, important. And over the last, over like the, the prior few months, the particular employee had had, had a few like verbal warnings and formal warnings, which is quite important if you are, if you are like looking to fire people, like we spoke to a lawyer before or an attorney before, before doing anything to make sure we were doing everything properly. You don't want to end up in a situation where you have an unhappy employee coming back with a lawsuit. Um, to be honest, I mean, my general approach to life and business is, is honesty. So just had quite an honest chat with her and just said, um, look, appreciate all the work you've been doing, doing for us. But at this stage, uh, we don't see a future for you at the company. I'm more than happy to help 
uh, transition you out to a new role or like look for the jobs, leave a reference. Um, but unfortunately, we can't have you employed any longer. So for me, I, I think there are lots of different ways of doing it, but I'm quite a straight up honest guy. So that was my approach. So Fire Nation, what I really want you to take away from this number one is there needs to be a plan in place. You don't just come in one day and say, you know what, I'm going to fire you, you, and you, and then just point to them and say, you're out of here, you know, pack up a box. You can get into a lot of trouble from that, number one. And number two, it's not the right way to do things. Now, there's a a lot of things I've learned in the over 1,000 Entrepreneur on Fire interviews that I've done, one of them being the first time that you should fire someone is really the first time you think about it. So, Now, what that means is that, listen, the first time you think about firing somebody, what I really take that as meeting a lot of my past guests have meant by that is that means that person does need to be fired. Now you need to sit down and come up with a realistic plan where you're communicating with them, hey, you are on the hot seat. Like we are really considering firing you. Here's a verbal warning for X, Y, and Z. If you don't meet these metrics, these goals, these standards by X time, you will be fired. Give them that plan. So the first time you think about firing somebody is the first time you need to establish a plan to make that firing happen, but at the same time, giving them an opportunity to redeem themselves because maybe the communication just wasn't there and that can be your fault. Another huge takeaway, hire slow, fire fast. Time and time again, I hear that, that hiring mistakes can be so costly in so many different ways. So hire slow and then fire fast. But again, with the asterisk, the firing fast, doing it the right way with a, with a legitimate, transparent, open, communicating plan. So Thomas, I want to shift now to another story. This one's going to be an epiphany, an aha moment, a light bulb that went on at some point in your journey. So you talked to us about that one already at the beginning of this interview. So take us to one of those light bulb moments that you've had and tell us that story. Yeah. So very early on, like we were talking about, um, even so buying selling sites for myself, even brokering at the time, there's always quite small amounts of money we were talking about. Um, so I never quite got to the stage, especially in the first six months or so, where I ever thought that, it can turn into a business. I always felt like I could make money for myself um, and I guess be quite successful self-employed, but I never quite, never quite had the confidence or the belief that it could turn into a, like a six or seven figure a year business it is now. Um, so that the first thing that happened that was really kind of uh, the, the tipping point for, for me as it were, was the first time we did a, a big six figure sale. We sold a site for, $300,000, which was $30,000 in commission, um, which was more money than we'd ever made before in a single transaction, more money than I'd ever made before in a month. Um, and from there, I realized, hang on a minute, maybe it doesn't have to be uh, just me and a business partner. Maybe we could start hiring staff. So put money where money where my mouth is, use that $30,000 to set up a formal company, set up an office, and hire the first staff. So it was that one big, first big sale that really tipped it over for me from the stage of being a, a, a one, or at the time a two-man band, into an actual business with employees that could consistently sustain itself. For me, Fire Nation, we as entrepreneurs, as we grow our business, we're all going to be faced with this day. And by, by we all, that's actually not true. The lucky ones will be faced with this day when you say, when you, say you know what? 
this just might work. This seems to be getting traction. This seems to be getting some momentum and this seems to be taking off. I can see a future here. And when you get here to that place, that's when it's time to really step back and say, I have two options here. I'm going to double down or I'm going to pivot because this might not be the path that I want to go on. Now for Thomas, he wanted to double down and he did that and he's built what he's built now with FE International. But I think it's important not to get too caught up in the event and really say, you know what, this is what my life in the future is going to look like if I do double down. Is this really the path that I want to go down? And for Thomas, it was. For other people, it might not be. So save yourself the the potential pain if your intuition is telling you, okay, this is an opportunity, but not really one deep down I want to take. So that's a big takeaway for me, Thomas. But what do you really want to make sure Fire Nation understands from your epiphany? I think the main thing is just to get to the stage where you feel it can be sustainable and consistent. It's quite, not necessarily easy, but a lot of people get to the stage where they have um, one thing that goes really well, um, one particular thing that works, but it's figuring out, is that going to be sustainable and is that going to help you going forward rather than, is it a one-time event? So at the time, we had quite a lot of people coming to us saying, hey, look, we want to sell. Um, and that really opened my eyes up to the opportunity. And I thought, well, there must be other people out there in a, in a similar situation. Um, and ultimately, you've also got to figure out if it's something you're actually going to enjoy day in, day out. Like being an entrepreneur really isn't easy. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, then you might as well not be doing it. So I personally love working with other entrepreneurs who are selling their business. I really enjoy it. I get really involved in the process. Um, and that's something I can see myself doing for years to come. But I don't think as an entrepreneur, you should necessarily fixate on even if you do think it could be sustainable and consistent going forward, if you don't think you're going to enjoy it and you don't think you're going to kind of get up in the morning when you've had a bad couple of weeks, uh, it's raining outside, you don't really want to go to work, you've got to make sure you really do enjoy enjoy what you do. I know it sounds very cliche, but it is important that, A, you've got something that consistently uh, will generate revenue for either yourself or, or your company. Um, and also something that you're going to actively want to do, actively enjoy, and you're going to want to continue to improve. It's so true. We just had James Clear on yesterday of jamesclear.com. And one of our major topics we talked about was grit. And as entrepreneurs, we have to have grit because there's going to be times when we wake up that no matter what our day holds, we're just not going to feel like doing it, period. And believe me, it's going to be a lot easier to sit down and do the work if it's actually something that you do enjoy most of the time, that you do have a passion for, that you can see the sun rising down the road. Now, Thomas, we're moving into the fire rounds and take about a minute-ish to answer these questions. The first one being, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? For a lot of entrepreneurs, and especially for myself, I'm very easily distracted. I would probably be diagnosed with ADD or something <laughs> similar. So, I mean, I, I find that from a focus perspective, especially when I was starting out, there were always new, new projects, new ideas. I mean, I have pads of paper full of ideas hundreds and hundreds of ideas i have all the time so for me my biggest weakness is the fact that i'm constantly distracted with with new things so i try to over the years i try to funnel that into um kind of being more creative hiring more employees and then i can uh use the fact that i've got the employees doing different things to 
kind of funnel my my love for doing different things. So if you've got ten people doing different things, then it doesn't necessarily have to be me doing it. I just know I've got lots of different things going on at the same time. Um, and that's part of the reason why I enjoy uh, brokering. And I've always tried to turn my weaknesses into a strength. So one of the things about brokering is you're constantly dealing with new people, new businesses, new challenges. So it's not like it's the same thing every single day. There's always something new. So I quite, I do get quite easily distracted. I'm always looking for new things to do. But the nature of the business I've got into means I do constantly have new things to keep me going. I think if I was in an industry or a business that was very, some people are very disciplined and very consistent. Um, and perhaps something like brokerage wouldn't work very well for them. Um, but for me, it's getting distracted, constantly wanting to do new things. So I've always tried to find something that fits in with that. Fire Nation, we call this the weapons of mass distraction, the bright, shiny object syndrome. It is everywhere. And as entrepreneurs, we have to be adamant to keep our focus laser sharp. And Thomas, what's your biggest strength? For me, I think it's resilience. It's kind of a similar word to grit. I think with a, with a small business, especially if it's your, your first business, you don't have any funding, things go wrong all the time. There are always problems. I think for me, I'm almost almost too resilient. So when things do go wrong, sometimes I come across as if I, I, I don't care. My reaction is always, it's okay, these things happen. We'll figure out a way around it. So for me, it's just kind of constantly making sure you can get yourself back up when you get knocked down. I think far too many people, especially when in the early early years, just give up too easily. So I don't necessarily think if I had the best idea in the world or the cleverest person in the world um, or, or anything like that. But I think if you do continually work at something uh, hard um, and you continuously pick yourself up when things go wrong and you don't give up, then um, you're going to succeed in the long run. I hear you about the nonchalance, and that's something we do have to be careful of because Fire Nation, people are always perceiving our actions, our emotions, how we carry ourselves. And, you know, people don't like nonchalance. They like pe- when things are taken seriously, when there's that focus involved. So definitely something to keep an eye out for. And Thomas, you have a lot of cool things going on, but what is the one thing above everything else that has you most fired up today? The biggest thing for us at the moment is the fact we've just opened a new office out in Boston. Um, we've moved a couple of staff out there and we're starting to hire new people. So we've gone from being, I mean, as the, the name might suggest, FE International. We've always been quite an international company, but it now gives us the opportunity to serve the US market, which for us is where the majority of our clients are. Um, and that's taken, just to go through the process of visas and setting it all up, has taken almost two years, uh, a lot of cash, a lot of time. So that's quite exciting. Um, literally happened a couple of weeks ago. So mm. that's what's really got me fired up at the moment. So cool, brother. Well, a huge congratulations on behalf of Fire Nation. And Fire Nation, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. A custom book can do a lot of things. It can highlight your expertise, it can showcase your best work, and it can give you an opportunity to profit from your smarts. This is where Blurb comes in. As a leading self-publishing platform, it's never been easier for you to take your best ideas and turn them into bookstore-quality books 
and professional eBooks. Choose from Blurb's free book creation tools that allow you to drag and drop images and import Word docs into custom layouts. You can even create a print book and eBook at the same time. Plus, if you already have your book project in PDF format, you can easily upload it and order. Print one book at a time with print on demand or print in volume with offset for deeper discounts and a lower per unit cost. Ideal if you're looking to sell your books in the Blurb bookstore or on Amazon.com. To learn more about how Blurb can help you turn your book into reality, visit Blurb.com slash fire. That's Blurb.com slash fire. Thomas, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Yeah. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, for me at the time, uh, to be honest, it was literally just, I was still at university full time. I didn't want to drop out, so I just wanted to finish my course. Um, I wasn't in a position where I had a job or um, had a mortgage or had family and kids. So for me, it was literally just waiting until I finished university. I always wanted to have that degree to fall back on. What's the best advice you've ever received? Ignore negative people. What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? Consistently working hard, like regardless of what's going on, just making sure you're there every day, constantly trying to improve, constantly turning up. What's an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Started uh, quite regularly reading a website called Monetize Pros, which helps people um, learn about monetizing online businesses, websites. Um, so whether you've got something established already or whether you're looking to start out, helping you improve the revenue that you're either already making or could be making. And if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? I did briefly touch on it a bit early on, but for me, it's Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, it talks about getting your business, well, it, it talks about general concepts of critical math. And I found it especially helpful to keep me going. Uh, I mean, it took me almost two years to get to the stage where I started making good regular income. Um, and it would be quite easy to give up at that stage and just go get a job or go start another business. Um, but having read Tipping Point, I've realized that if you consistently keep doing a good job, you consistently keep turning up, and eventually you'll hit that tipping point, which for me was that, that big sale. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Thomas, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Yeah, so the very first thing I did, and I think this is something I wish I did many years ago. It took me, believe it or not, two years until I even started building an email list. So many people talk about building an email list. I think a lot of people think it's easy to quite easy to ignore especially when you're starting out you think it's not important um but the first thing i'd do is get a start up a blog or, or something similar start writing content and start building an email list from day one even if it's just trickling in one or two subscribers a month um that's a lot better than nothing and i think i would have saved myself many years of hard work if i'd have done that from day one rather than the stage i am now we've only started taking it seriously in the last 12 months or so well, Thomas, let's end today on fire, brother, with you sharing one parting piece of guidance 
the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, so my, I think my policy thing is just find what works for you and stick to it. The most important thing is sticking to something. No, I think I speak to a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs who might not necessarily be doing that well. They've got an idea, but they give up after a week. They give up after a couple of days. They give up after a month. The most successful people you meet have done something consistently for months or even years. So as long as you've proven what you're doing does actually work, even if it's not making you tons of cash, you've just got to stick to it on a consistent basis and just back yourself that if you keep doing it, things will fall into place. Yeah, so in terms of contact to me, uh, website is feinternational.com. My direct email is thomas at feinternational.com. I'm always happy to speak to people who may be thinking about buying a business, thinking about selling a business, or even just want to talk about some of the things I've spoken about on the podcast or just have ideas about a business, what ideas on um, improving it. Or you can also follow me on Twitter, uh, which is at Thomas Smale. Um, or check out my entrepreneur.com. I write once a week about uh, various things around entrepreneurship and online business. Hopefully an article on podcasting soon too. <laughs> and Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Thomas and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Thomas in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about. Check out feinternational.com or email thomas at feinternational.com. He will response. And Thomas, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, John. Thanks, everybody. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Text PARADISE to 33444 to claim your spot today. That's PARADISE to 33444. Have an inspired day and ignite.